because once again they see a guy they see a guy who they this is this is what you people do you guy you see a guy Triple H and Sean did this. They saw a guy who could never really outshine them. Sure, if he was like 6'2", they'd be like, oh, he'd be working in the main events now. Conceivably so, he may have to throw less super kicks. But this is y'all's fault saying that Adam Cole is amazing when he's just like, they like, that, that, ugh. He, so, again, ugh. To me, he came on the NXT show and he just cleared everybody out, like charisma-wise. He was, again, he literally cleared everybody out. And, and then when he started coming from us and he started getting on the mic, I was like, oh, wow, we have not... Outside of Cameron Grimes and LA Knight, who were both so over the top and so kind of like secondary, almost gimmicky, like this was like, oh wow, this is what a superstar looks like. With that, outside of maybe Finn That's Balor, ridiculous. you had Finn Balor there the entire outside time, looking like an actual real world champion. Outside that's that's fair. okay, but we need to get we need to get to we need to get to the really big issue. gentlemen we welcome you in our recorded glory to give me the book a weekly wrestling show my name is matt Calloway, and it is me the el guapo of professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy satoyo thank you guys so much for listening thank you so much for being with us yeah let's get into it. let's get into the big news that happened a few hours ago uh we have a new new japan iwgp world heavyweight champion and his name is not Kazuchika Okada, his name is Shingo Takagi, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. If you guys have been listening to this, I am, I have been, uh, yeah, just a huge fan of him pretty much when he, since he came over to, from DDT to New Japan and I, and I got a chance to watch him wrestle. Uh, he is basically built like me uh, as, a, as a man with a barrel of chest and a big belly, and, and I appreciate it. Um, just, and, and he wrestles like very few do, like pretty much like Dynamite Kid, Chris yeah. Benoit. Uh, but with more, you know, I guess more indie style, but cooler moves even. Um, yeah. if, well, more some in a way that moves that nobody else does. I uh, love his obsession with dragons. I can relate. Uh, and now he's the world's champion. Finally, after being the workhorse in New Japan for about two years, just constantly wrestling more than anybody else, and obviously probably turning out the best matches on a regular basis. Other uh, side of Jay White, who I know, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm speaking to a yeah. fan, but um. Yeah, very, I'm very happy for him. Very unexpected. We expect them usually, you know, New Japan to ride the ship with Okada. That is not what happened. They had an excellent 35-plus minute match. Uh, did not feel that long. It was kind of standard Okada affair, which is say it was excellent. Um, Satoyo, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The, the decision that they made, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. Uh, I like the lead up. I really, really appreciate the lead up to the match about both guys talking about it. I really appreciated Okada's uh, sentiment going into this. It's so interesting going into the match. I was actually really pro Okada uh, on this one because Okada's right. I mean, I remember when they talked about unifying the titles, I was strictly against that. 
from the beginning. I told you, I said, and I, we were wrong. We were lied to by this false god, Kota Ibushi, this psychopath who in an instant erased 49 years of history, which I, I vehemently disagree with. And it turns out a lot of the viewing public did uh, as well. Um, but, you know, he has uh, Okada on this particular instance had a lot of foresight where even at the time he wasn't particularly sold on the double gold dash. And looking back, he said, what did it actually accomplish? He's like, you, you got you got Naito with the belts at the end of the night, but that was kind of it. And he was like, yeah, pandemic definitely hindered that. But what did you what did it really do? It didn't really help anything, didn't really help anyone. And then you go to a situation of unifying the titles and you erase all the history and he was, he was right. He's like, yeah, the titles had a rough start. It's a bit cursed. And that's the will of the previous titles. And I do believe that. I actually do believe. I'm like, yeah, this is not a thing that really anyone sort of wanted in this incarnation. So, uh, you know, so I was really thinking they've been doing some decisions on top that just haven't been particularly popular. So it stands to reason that uh, you would go with, uh, you know, Okada in this particular instance. But, you know, even in watching the match and the outcome, I'm like, well, the dragon has been like throughout all of pandemic and beyond wrestling the most, putting forth just amazing quality matches. It stands to reason he's the he's the one who's always in there um, that he got the win and in a very good match that I greatly uh, enjoyed. And uh, I, I don't hate the move. And in a weird way, because uh, Shingo is so consistent, uh, I feel that that does bring stability which is very, very, very needed right now. It's very needed with the IWGP title uh, because this is the title that before these, these injuries and everything occurred could, could be argued was the most prestigious world's title in all of professional wrestling, um, even before they rechristened it with its official name. So hopefully that helps out uh, their situation a great deal. Very happy for Shingo. Uh, very deserving. His, like He has like... He has kind of like a Ricky Choshu, um, Tatsumi Fujinami, more Choshu-like charisma to me that I can remember and pull from. Very fiery promo uh, guy. And, uh, hey, I'm a fan. Uh, so am I. And there's, now it's actually interesting because he is a stablemate uh, with mm-hmm. um, uh, Tatsuya Naito. Uh, yes. The most the, the Japan. And uh, as well as... Um, uh, I never remember his name, Sonata, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, Sonata, yeah. He's been always another guy who's always been next up, kind of, you know, had a, a shadow title a few times, had great matches, but never won a big one. So there's yep. just a lot of ways they can go now as far as, like, his the challenges and defenses and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, hopefully he, uh, we finally get, like, a long and meaningful title reign. I do think it's incredible. When you know especially how slow Japan moves, as far as like likes to take, I, I believe he's only been in New Japan for two years. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. he hasn't been in that long. No, yeah, well, he had a very long career with DDT. Was kind of the man there. Um, yeah. you know, kind of ran through the division and then signed with New Japan as a free agent. And yeah, in, in a little bit over two years, became their their champ, which is pretty unheard of. And obviously, the circumstances helped that, but still, yeah. uh, very impressive. I think they got to do. They're thinking they got to do drastic moves, and also shouts to. Uh, Okada, I mean, it's, I think, you know, wrestling is always going to have egos, but when you can, I'm always like, who was the guy before you? What the guy before you do? And uh, nobody helped out Okada as much as Tanahashi did. So to see Okada, not just here, but in other instances, 
know he's like the guy, know he's the man, and has really helped elevate a lot of other guys in the stratosphere, be it a, a, a Jay White or a Shingo, um, to a lesser extent, I feel Osprey kind of. But uh, that's very big because I, I don't think there are a lot of uh, I don't think there are a lot of American talents over here that I don't think that they would go for some of the things that he's gone for uh, in terms of helping other people really get established and get over. That's very true. And again, Okada is still uh, the face of the company, regardless. So yes. um, like it's, it's a move they can always make, but it's it's it, I'm happy to see them do something different and it. Help that match was great. Uh, want to give a quick shout out to another match that preceded them, which was also also a lot of fun. Uh, maybe didn't reach the same heights, but uh, I thought Jeff Cobb and uh, Ibushi had themselves uh, a fun fun match as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on, while we're covering uh, things that we liked uh, in wrestling this week before before we uh, uh, turn this negative uh, in a very sharp direction, um, I want to give a shout out to a sixty minute uh, Iron Man match. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I have to. I don't know. I can't promise I'll rewatch both of these matches anytime soon. They're pretty long, especially this one being 60 over 60 minutes actually, because they went into overtime. Uh, but the TJP and uh Josh Alexander had themselves a great, great match for the X Division uh championship. I believe this was Josh's first defense since he won yeah. it. Yeah, um, I believe so. First yeah. or second. Yeah, and it, it was uh, again. Anytime you can put, put together a sixty-minute match that actually holds your attention is extremely impressive. Yeah, they they really put together a fantastic uh, a fantastic match. Shouts to both of them. It was an incredibly athletic affair. I mean, to me, Josh Alexander is like TNA or is, is impacts like new Kurt Angle. Um, no one, of course, can be Kurt, but just in terms of being sort of like this wrestling machine uh, type figure, I thought that was great. Also, like, you know, hey, shouts to, T, you know, to TJP. Um, whatever you think about him as a person is what it is in ring. He's very talented. And, uh, yeah, that was like this. That was definitely the best uh, bit of wrestling I had, I had seen uh, this previous week. Yep, yeah, I'll agree with that as well. So please check it out if you have a chance. Give uh, BTI a watch as well. To be honest, I was not, not even aware of, of, of that program until until um, this week. So, again, it's anytime you can put something on, you know, uh, on our radar where, you know, we kind of try to follow the business pretty closely. Um, it's impressive. Uh, so now I will yeah talk about the uh, SmackDown, which I thought was really good. Um, I, again, to me, obviously this week for the reasons that we'll get into, uh, was not very into WWE product. It's kind of, you know, sometimes real life bleeds, bleeds into entertainment and makes it hard to watch. Um, but I, to me, again, um, you don't have to think that he's the best wrestler in the world. You don't have to think that he is the best champion in the world or he's best in ring or whatever. Regardless, for my money, nobody has been booked better uh, for over the last 10 months than Roman Reigns. I think that story... That, without without question. Okay. That goes without saying. Fair enough. Um, and um, again, I just... It was, you know, that story, the way they keep moving, the way they keep people in and out of his orbit, the, the fact that he gets, you know, so many, you know, um, segments throughout the show. Pretty much it is like it's his show and it's constantly good and it's constantly entertaining and they have developed the character and they keep fleshing it out and he's consistent, but not boring. Um, and yeah, and of course, he produces some good matches, whether it's uh, Roman Reigns being in the ring or it's uh, his brother, um, uh, Jimmy, no, Jay Uso, Jay Uso, who by himself, that's right, his cousin, or now is Jimmy and Jay both uh, from making, you know, uh, back in the ring showing why they're 
arguably the best tag team in the world. And um, uh, again, I thought it was really just really, really good stuff this week with um, the work with Mysterios. I, I enjoyed both those, both of those matches. I think they did exactly what they needed to. Um, and now I'm interested in seeing what happens now that uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio have been pulled into the storyline. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought. I thought most of the pro wrestling uh, TV this week was fine at best. But that's fine. You can't knock everything out of the park. I thought SmackDown was solid. Um, you know, Roman's definitely doing his best work, um, and he's booked the best. Uh, and he's got Paul Heyman there, so you know it's it's going to come out. It's going to be a better more streamlined product, but I, I want to give the, uh, the real honorable mention to basically Jay Uso, because this thing doesn't really go as far without Jay. It really doesn't. It dies in the water immediately, um, or you have to do something else. And, and Roman has to actually wrestle a lot more. If not for, uh, he has to work a lot more, if not for Jay and now with, uh, with Jimmy. So um, he has perfect padding around him. And in terms of Paul, or as he calls him, the wise man, and now his cousins being back in the fold. So again, he can continue to stew while he sits in terrible office chairs in the back and, 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 and fumes uh, and shows himself to be this sort of uh, incredibly narcissistic, manipulative individual. So it's his best work by far. Um, but I, I and I don't I don't even mean this as a criticism, but this is when you build a show basically around a particular talent and the talent is a heel. You kind of have it takes on a very, very much more outwardly soap opera, weekly episodic appearance out of necessity because the story has to continue to build. The only problem they find themselves in now, and it's not a problem. It may not be a problem. It's just something that we may not be privy to. He has no challengers. So, um, you know, so he's, he's got to be careful. He's got to walk a tightrope. He can't beat everybody. Uh, he can't make everyone go to sleep. Then there's no replay value. So, you know, again, I know for some, the booking, the mania, like, oh, he's a badass. Like, I kind of, you know, it kind of can set you on a bad, uh, bad, bad, bad path there as a heel. So he's got to be very careful right now. So right now, since he has no real threat in front of him, it's the continued manipulations of his family members due to his own insecurities, which is fine programming. Uh, but it, it doesn't it doesn't really draw me in um, because I want to see a heel get his ass kicked, not sit in really shitty chairs in the back with the fat guy behind him. I do agree with that. And again, I do think um, as we get into for, for the reasons, like I said, what we'll talk about later, um, you know, the fact that SmackDown keeps turning out a great show with a, a bare bones roster. If you look yes. at it, very, yes. very small. Yeah, roster. Even, uh, even, is, even more bare bones now. Goodness is, is extremely impressive. And, and it does speak to the other talents of all the people who have been involved. I mean, Kevin Owens yes. knocked out the park when he was involved. Daniel Bryan knocked out the park. Edge, who I believe is coming back for his one-on-one title match soon, and I think that's going to be interesting because now you actually have a ch- you know a chance to see uh, he lose uh, Cesaro, who you never really thought he was going to win, but the match was so good, and you know mm-hmm. him finally getting his uh, shot was compelling enough, at least for me to watch. Um, and right. same thing with Rey Mysterio, I think you know, and that's the next match. Of course, no, Rey Mysterio is not going to beat Roman Reigns for the championship. Right. But I'll be interested to see what, you know, what can they do in 20 minutes of, of work? And 
Uh, you mean, you mean, you, mean in, you, you mean in nine minutes? You think so? You think it's now? You don't think it's game four? We'll not, see. Not, Maybe you're not, right. Not so, not so much anymore. I mean, back in the day, I mean, I'm just, I'm just uh, looking at Ray's history, especially in the title picture. Yeah. The matches are never. I think one of his longer title matches <laughs> for the world title. Interesting enough, it was against King Booker. I think they went like 16 minutes. Um, but generally, you know, he's either getting the win or he's getting put out of there pretty quickly. So if, if Brock can get by him in that order, even though they had a lot of Gaga in that match, I don't see them doing a 20 minute deal. Also because Ray's older, you know, so having him having him out there for 20 in that type of physicality doesn't really help anything. So I would look at that as the match. I wouldn't even put that. And again, just my opinion. Unless you put a lot of Gaga in the match, I wouldn't even put it on pay-per-view. I can be a SmackDown main event and they can have a fun little thing. You may be where, right. Get, where get. Reigns puts them to sleep or 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 makes them tap out because they love to make Ray tap. That's one of their favorite things. Like, and if you look at like any legendary top wrestler who they'd like love to like abuse and like beat the hell out of, it's Ray Mysterio. They love to, they will humiliate this man in any way possible uh to their heart's content. It's a it's a very impressive. I don't even I, I don't even say that negatively. I mean, just I'm just imagining Ray tapping right now. This is incredible. It is true. I, there, there was a lot of just like images that pop up in my head, mostly the ankle lock for some reason. I feel like yeah. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of ankle, ankle lock. lock and like, yeah. yeah, pretty much like spent half his career inside one. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, you're probably right. Uh, yeah, and I think 20 minutes is just because Roman match at, on purpose, it goes with the character. He has mm-hmm. been booked so good. He, is, he moves very slow and deliberate and he talks shit while in the ring. He's not in the rush, really. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Well, how, but again, Ray Mysterio obviously is the opposite. Ray Mysterio, everything is super quick, and you know that's kind of his um, his advantage, if you will, of his bigger opponent. So mm-hmm. it will, again, it will be inter- interesting to see how they're going to book uh, Ray Mysterio losing to him, more so than yeah. the result itself. Uh, but yeah, again, just giving props to everybody else involved in SmackDown too. Uh, it was it, just again, just a good show, um, despite even the repetitiveness nature of it. I mean, I think Seth Rom- uh, Seth is. Just five minute promo of mostly facial expressions. It was entertaining to me. Bianca Belair being a, a great, probably the best pure babyface champion now. Uh, mm-hmm. just because I can't, you know, by uh, process elimination, but also she's actually really good and easy yeah. to root for. Uh, with you know, Bailey on the other side being great heel, uh, Kevin Owens and Apollo continuing the program, but now you get to see Kevin Owens fight from underneath, which we haven't seen in a while as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Nakamura and, and Baron Corbin, which is, yeah, starting to grow a little bit old, but I still love the intro, and I still want to see them that intro uh, live more than pretty much almost anything else in wrestling, to be honest with you. So, yeah, yeah again, just a very, very enjoyable SmackDown show, despite having a tiny roster. And let's get into that, uh, because I think this is the end of what we liked in, in wrestling this week. And let's talk about the stuff we didn't like and the stuff that made some other stuff uh, even maybe good, hard to enjoy uh, early in the week. WWE announced a, a round of cuts. Uh, they let go six former superstars. Uh, and before we go, let me just point out a few things and then we can get into it. One, what we're not going to do is talk about uh, why major corporations uh, have bigger responsibility to their shareholders than to their employees. That's a We can both get into that conversation. I don't think it's necessary. Sure. We're not going to regurgitate the fact that... Um, WWE has a horrible employee practices, period, and the independent contractor nonsense. Uh, 
we, we've talked about this before. This is kind yep. of, I think, if you're listening to us, chances are you already know this. We're not going to repeat it for a millionth time. Um, so with that in mind, and with the fact that, look, again, wrestlers get released all the time. Before, especially in the 80s during Territory Days, uh, wrestlers did not stick around with one program. You know, I mean, Hulk Hogan, during the, his massive run, was in WWE for 10 years. And that was, like, huge, you know? Um, so when I, if this list was only four names long, it was if this list only consisted of Buddy Murphy, Santana Garrett, Ruby Wright, and Lana, I would be like, oh, well, this is, it's obviously sad. And you obviously, WWE creates the, WWE's whole business is to make us care about these wrestlers. So when you release them, it is perfectly normal and for you to care about them. I hope they're, they're fine and wish them the best, right? Partially because that's, again, WWE's job, partially because you're not, you're not a bad person. And <laughs> you want people who put their bodies on the line for entertainment to land on their feet and do well. But I would not have major problem with it. Again, I think three of those superstars have been greatly underutilized. Uh, they probably will find more TV time, uh, more success, and perhaps even more money elsewhere. Lana, I think, I think we can safely say she's gotten every chance to succeed possible because she has 3 million uh, followers on Instagram, and also she has 3 million followers on Instagram. She'll be fine. Um, so this will not be caused such a uh, discussion. The problem with me is with the other two names, Braun Strowman and Alistair Black being released this week is i think i think it actually confirms your point which is go the this is the type of stuff that makes it hard to care mm -hmm. this is the type of stuff that makes you go oh wow so you guys just don't actually care about your own product yeah because you just released one of your biggest names the guy you spent so much years with so much resources into yeah and you just let him go so, yep. you know the guy who's as as much of a Vince mcmahon guy as there can be one yep um who pretty much, you know, has uh, as much as one can, as much one independent contractor can, as much stake his claim on being a WWE guy. Yep. Uh, and you re release him. And the other guy who uh, he spent a couple of months uh, putting all his vignettes, hyping up for his return. You have him come back, starting with you immediately in the main event of one of your shows, the one that, you know, runs on Fox and the one that Fox gave you a billion dollars for. And that's like in the main event, and then you release them like a week later, two weeks later. Um, it it does make it harder to care. It does make you go, well, why are we even watching? If 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 you're gonna treat them like, and just like it's nothing, like we yeah. you know, invested so much into these characters, and you went throwing them out, it it's it shows that creative and and business do not speak to each other. It shows right. that people are responsible for the budget and balancing the books and the people who are responsible for writing, you know, there's a major miscommunication there, which is unbelievable because well, there's one person who controls the whole thing. Exactly. So how is that po even possible? Well, what, what, because it, it, one side of Vince's brain doesn't talk to the other side. He's a, I mean, again, I, I would hate to be a fly on the wall in his brain. It must be consistent inner turmoil. The man is chasing the money. And I, I think it's pretty clear that he's chasing the money, which I, I do think is when you're a business owner and you're into late life, that is normal, uh, especially when you're a business owner in late life who doesn't trust anyone to be able to do the job except you, even though you're no longer good at the job as far as creative goes anyway. Um, so, he, you know, he just finds himself in these hard positions 
where, you know, I think I think he's either desperate for legitimacy or he wants to sell the thing. I mean, he knows and he's been working with NBC for decades. It would not surprise me if something like that happened at this point. Um, you know, Nick Khan has literally been interviewing and hiring a slew of new talent. Some people I know and that, you know, some people I've literally met at the bar here in the streets of Philadelphia. Like they have a meeting with Nick Khan the next day in WWE and Nick Khan wants to modernize the whole deal and everything like that. But it goes to your point. These releases don't happen without Vince McMahon say so. So Vince is literally saying, especially in the case of Aleister Black on this particular instance, uh, you know, creative be damned. Even in terms of a simple thing like tying up a loose end, it would have been the easiest thing in the world to have Aleister come in and get destroyed by Big E within 30 seconds. Because, hey, listen, you job out when you're on your way out. This, like I said, this is some WCW 2000 level logic. Like when you can have when they had Chris Benoit beat Sid for the world title. And then the next night, Benoit's like, well, I'm leaving. Do you want me to leave? Do you want me to? I, I'm willing to lose the title. And they say, no, just give the belts us and go. <laughs> like you invalidate your own product when you do things like this. Uh, but again, he doesn't care about the product. He's not really selling the product. He's selling. And this is the crazy because they would probably say we're selling the brand. And we, but what the fuck is it at this point? It's not even anything that that's that that has is steeped in real censor uh, and cohesion. Um, so so that is it particularly. And again, I saw that and I'm like, OK, you know, I, I and I also do believe with uh, a lot of these professionals the new thing, you know, they say kayfabe is dead. I disagree. The new kayfabe is talents being released. And especially if you weren't on top talents being released and, and leaving on a, on a positive note, um, leaving like, Hey, I'm just not going to get into that. I'm just not going to do that. They, you know, cause for some, yeah, these people, they made you rich or they made you at least wealthy or comfortable or whatever else. The new cafe from a business perspective is being like, yo, especially if you're not a person that was on top, because when you're on top, you can kind of say what you want and it doesn't matter because you still hold value. If you wanted to come back, they'd still fuck with you. You know, much was the case for CM Punk for a time. Much as was the case with John Moxley, Chris Jericho. It's like, yo, like you can kind of talk more freely, but when you're a guy who's underneath and whatever else, Hey, man, the game is crazy. You might find yourself back there someday. So you got to sort of, you know, you got to kayfabe it and be like, hey, this business, that's how it goes. We had the ups. We had the downs. Grateful for the opportunity. What a hell of a run. Also find it very interesting now that I think on SmackDown, you have two women's tag teams. Um, that's and, an all. That's, that's an all in WWE. Okay, yeah. That's and, all, and, 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 on all main roster, basically. And you went and mortgaged it all to get rid of the Riot Squad. You put the titles on Tamina and 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 Natty when you had a built-in team right there that you could have made underdog babyface female rockers and you didn't want to do it. Uh, so again, one brain, one part of his brain does not talk to the other. Uh, it's hard to really get invested in any of these contracts. I know Braun or any of these talents. Braun was making 1.1 million a year, I believe, but apparently he had done something that a lot of top talents. He did something a lot of top talents don't do. 
you generally, if you're a, that top level talent, when they do cuts like this, they'll look at the budget. <laughs> so they'll look at the, but this person's costing us a lot of money. Do we ask them? So a lot of these top talents have a no cut clause. Word on the street is Braun did not think that he needed one of those. So immediately you already know that you're not, because again, he was not in high standing with that company for the past close to a year. Let's be honest. He hasn't been, he's been the guy that to eat some pins with the top guys and they try to resuscitate him a little bit and he throws Shane off of a thing in a cage and you all love it and whatever else. But he is the, he's the gatekeeper to the main event. Fine. That's, that's totally acceptable. That's a job. It's totally acceptable, but he wasn't in high standing. He wasn't highly prioritized. So when that 1.1 million a year comes up and Vince looks at him, I get my money for this guy, pal. And maybe not. And maybe that's why that cut happened because 1.1 million, when you are trying to make your company and your profits seem to be a lot more than what they are, you can stand to get rid of that. You can stand to get rid of that pretty quickly. Uh, so yeah, to all those of you who continue to overly invest in the WWE product, to you I say, uh, you, the, the level of, of, of love that you have in your heart is so strong. And I would, I would also advise you to seek therapy. Dude, just, just for comparison, uh, the market cap for which is the evaluation of a company for WWE right now is around four point four billion dollars. Yeah. So yeah. one point one million is a roundup error. Yeah. So meaning, if they were to sell now, you know, you don't typically you don't sell for your market cap. You sell for extra market cap plus mm. to make your investors happy. So chances are if they were to sell now, I would guess it would be six billion and then you know plus or minus the 1.1 million does not factor in. That's a roundup error. In that so that, that 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 so, don't, so, that so, only that that only then further speaks to the point the point of what low standing you were actually in within said company. I mean, so so let's say okay, so correct. So okay, for what's so worth, he was, and I'm not arguing with you, he has that he hasn't been booked horrendously, he absolutely has, and that's something we can get into a little later. But he was he was a champion he was a champion less than a year ago it was the universal was the champion. champion let's we have Same to stop acting has. like that title is incredibly important roman we'll see what roman does with that title once it's off of him and how it looks i guess but i we have to give an honest narrative of that title that it just it ain't it's not that it's had a rougher go of it 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 look i look if the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship dealt with the shit the Universal title had dealt with, in like in the same trajectory, New Japan would have had to separate them some bitches again and apologize to the fans and say, none of this ever happened. We're bringing back the Intercontinental. We're bringing back the heavyweight. So sorry for disappointing you. So, so sorry. Um, so look, that title's had a rough run. I have well, but we can, we can, we, again, I don't think it was that bad only because uh, like, the, mo Brock, uh, the most who we just agreed off, off is the, the most talented single wrestler ever in the history of wrestling. Brock was the guy who held it the most. He, yes. Like him or not, he made it feel like a huge deal. And that's a big part of that. Lesner. He's a big, but so, again, but so, since, so, since, so, since, since Brock, I haven't felt Roman, that. That's like 70% of the time that Tyler has held. It's either so been, been this is this is why Brock I say let's, or Roman. Let's see what happens. And the other three have been trash. I'm not arguing yeah, with that. Well, or, I mean, no, even, no. no one's was good too. No, no, no. So here's the no, right. this that's incorrect. So here keep this in mind. When Roman had it before this, it was still trash. 
um, because no one wanted that. <laughs> like no right. one wanted that. It was an abject rejection of the man. Kevin Owens' title run, and it, it honestly watching it back, I do wonder why it just never fully clicked with me aside from Jericho. And Kevin Owens said, I never enjoyed the damn thing. I was so, I put so much pressure on myself. It was the Eddie Guerrero effect. It was like you become the champion and then you, you the pressure sort of gets to you. And before Eddie, it was the Shawn Michaels effect. Shawn Michaels, it didn't matter how good his matches were. He couldn't handle the pressure of being champion because the houses weren't going up. The ratings weren't going up when he was champion. And that responsibility back then more so fell on him. And Eddie felt that same pressure too. And Kevin, to a degree, obviously he feels like he felt that pressure because he couldn't enjoy it. Even when people like Triple H and Shawn Michaels would tell him, you need to enjoy this. And if you, and I remember think there's a disconnect with this run. Jericho and him are saving it, but there's a real disconnect. And looking back, I'm like that was the disconnect. He wasn't happy in that run because he wanted, I mean, again, you get to the pinnacle, you get to the top. And I empathize with this as a performer, as a comedian, you know, like I remember headlining my first show where I was doing an hour at, at a, at a, at a comedy theater. That was a big deal. And it had to go right. Or if I'm, or if I'm featuring somewhere of, of important, it has to go right. These things have, and I will put things onto myself. And I had to have like older, more experienced comics that tell me, Hey, remember to have fun up there. I'd get off stage and one of my homies would be like, he wouldn't even ask. He wouldn't even sit there and say, yo, that was great. He'd be like, hey, did you have fun? The first thing he said to me, I think it's very hard in that in that position. So Kevin's his title reign struggled. Then you went to Goldberg. Then you went to Brock. Brock brings the spectacle of it back. Uh, but it was still mired in so much uh, uh, uh bad feeling already especially with how it started with finn winning it then having to relinquish it because seth rollins was unsafe at the time and then going to this period of of braun Strowman, where it was supposed to be it was back on goldberg again after we get the fiend that has it after we get a seth rollins run that tanks so the fiend finally gets it he drops it in saudi arabia to the to, to goldberg and then you put it on braun Strowman. Because maybe, Roman maybe, by the way, maybe the single worst booking decision in WWE, at least in, over the last five years, by the way. Oh, he's I mean, uh, and, 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 and notice how bad a decision that have to be because they've made so many bad ones. <laughs> so for that one to stand so that title is 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 tattered and the Roman Reigns run is literally to correct it. Now, they will say all the buzzwords about the title and how it's the most prestigious and Roman is the greatest of all time and all that. You and I both know it's bullshit. They need to make the title seem like something special, which it, it has not been that way. And they're trying really hard to make it that way. Will it get to that point? I don't know. Because right now, I mean, in the minds of many, sure. But to me, though, none of their titles really look that cool. The WWE title still looks cool because that champion actually fights. So that's the difference. Yes, let's uh, switch over to that. Um, I don't think I will have much to add. I don't think on the on the, on the firings. Uh, besides, yeah, which uh, obviously all the performers the best. I think. Um, yeah, I think uh, all of them are extremely talented. All of them can be champions in pretty much everywhere else in the world. Um, uh, except for Lana, who quite frankly don't I don't, doesn't need to be in the ring. 
doesn't even need to do this. No, um, she's not. She's she's a she's a social media personality. She's very talented. Yeah, she's very talented. She's a, she's a tremendous. Yeah. yeah, she's got charisma. She's got all the thing. Not every. And again, the moment they put her in the ring, I hated it. I liked it when she was the Crushing Russian, and she would sort of tell Rusev. She was sort of like, yeah. yeah, when she would activate the Terminator. And Which the moment... I don't want to see her now. I do not want to see them back together. No, because now Rusev you... is just a guy who's on a killing spree all by himself. He doesn't right. need tell him what to do. Right. So they are. So the, and I remember saying the minute that all of a sudden Rusev starts ordering her around, I'm like, that's wrong. The minute they're like, she needs to be in the ring. I'm like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> if she wants to, that's one thing. If you're like, oh, well, you got to have it to keep a job. Not everybody needs to be in the goddamn ring then. Not everyone needs to be in the Agreed. ring. Bobby the Brain Heenan is one of the greatest workers of all times, arguably the greatest worker of all times. Most of you don't even know he was a professional wrestler. He started as a professional wrestler. He then became a manager and then still was the best of all times because he, didn't, he understood I'm more effective in this role than I am in the other. He, it makes him better heel because you can't put your hands on him. Exactly. And you want to see someone put his hand on him so bad. But they ruined it. It's fine. Um, speaking of speaking of uh, of Raw and, uh, and 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 ruining it, so uh, the main event, I will say this: fantastic match. I enjoyed yes. the match. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get the outcome. Uh, there was only two. There's only two possibilities. So for those of you who missed, uh, Drew McIntyre is going to fight Bobby Lashley once again at Hell in a Cell after being Kofi Kingston. Um, so I mean, there's only two possibilities. Well, three, right? Possibilities. One, either they want Drew McIntyre to start getting booed so they can turn him heel. Two, they want Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods to turn heel. Or three, they don't have any plans and this is just the, what they're doing. Uh, or, 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 or I would say this. I could see. I'll put. I'll throw some other things. I don't think they're going to have them. I'll throw some other things into the water here. Drafts coming up. Drew goes to SmackDown with the title. Reigns goes to Raw with the because. T- Vince loves to do that when he's like, you're my best guy. He loves to do that shit. So that could potentially happen in theory. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I could, I could, I could theorize more about what they might do, but then I'll just get annoyed and there's no need for that. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that they could have done anything to insert Kofi into the main event at hell in the cell to break up uh, what is, what could be a series of, um, incredible matches between Drew and Bobby, which they've already shown they, that they can do, but you have to do it in such a, you have, you have to do it better than this. And Kofi could have been the perfect fill in for that. Um, and, and, and fuck, give Drew the month off. It's, it's simple. You're not going back on the road yet. There's no need for that. So, um, but they chose to go how they chose to go. Uh, all those guys are doing the very, very best that they can um with some decisions that are just head scratchers i mean in much the same way where uh one minute uh braun Strowman is tapping out to the to the hurt lock and then three weeks later you know the announcers are like can can bobby lashley even put the hurt lock on braun Strowman?" i'm like what the fucking i just saw and, the and, shit and then a month later, braun Strowman gets released yeah and then a month later braun Strowman gets so you can't again this is why you cannot emotionally uh you can't emotionally commit to to them right now, especially on Mondays, because on Mondays they they got to they got to fulfill that contract. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they got to fulfill. And, I, and honestly, I think at this point, the third hour is such a death sentence because it gives Vince too much time to think. The show's written, the show is done, and then he thinks about that third hour and he just goes insane, and then he'll just change things. We've heard this. 
We've heard this within the recent months that this this behavior of his is still occurring. That's this madness. has been last few years. This has yes. been last few Yeah, the him no, no, no. writing no, no. show last minute has yes. been the yeah, ongoing thing for years now. Right. So, like, but I'm saying, but up until we're still hearing about it, even recently. So it's just like that third hour, man. It's, just, it's it's a mental quagmire. He starts to rewrite his set, <laughs> like, and it just and it just it, it it always comes out worse. At least you know what I will say this. I think this week actually the third hour got the most views yeah. because it was the big match, and yes. uh, at least I remember it. I cannot, yeah. besides the RK Bro storyline, I cannot tell you what happened in the first two hours. Yeah, I think that's the point. I, I don't think you're. Could I don't not, think could not tell you. I don't think you're supposed to. I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think you're even supposed to have any type of way of knowing that. I just don't. I don't think you are supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like they are, and it's a, and it's a shame because you have people there that are so incredibly capable and talented. So, yeah, she, you know, yeah, that's one thing. Seamus. Seamus yes. broke his fake. Seamus and Brother Carrillo and, uh, and the Ricochet are, are, are trying. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, in the... Let me, dude, let me not, yeah, let me not, bad mouth. Right, I mean, you know, and the guy, I mean, he broke his nose. So he's, so he's you know, who knows if he's going to be there. Like, even, so now your U.S. champ is, might be out for a while because he had to have his face repaired. So, um... I don't know, man. A lot, a lot, a lot of bad breaks on on uh, on Monday night. It is, and, it, and it's a shame because I look at who the champions are, and I'm like, this is excellent. This should all work. It should all be great. And again, bell to bell, I don't worry about it. Bell, especially with the guys on top, I don't worry. I'm like, yeah, I could watch that any day of the week. Actually, if it weren't, if if it were much more simplistic and not so convoluted, and and wasn't disrespecting the audience's intelligence. Like they did with inserting Braun in, in that whole thing, it's like it would be, it would be fine. But you know, uh, everybody's doing their best. Shout outs to the homies that I know who got new writing jobs with WWE. Um, I, I believe in your talents. <laughs> hey, I believe in your yeah, good luck. I believe in your talents. You're great writers. But don't get too invested. That's my big. Just remember yeah. who you're working for. Don't you know? Yep. Get the get the bag. Get the bag. Get the bag. You get that money. Will we comics? Get that. Save that. Put that in the bank, save it, and 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 and, get to and work, you'll be all right. Get to live the dream for a while. They get to ha- they get to work for WWE and have health insurance. That's yeah. that's the dream. That is the dream. Um, yeah. well, with us. Oh, uh, I got we gotta say, you know, to just to so to make sure that we, you know, we're gonna badmouth one show. Uh, uh, Dynamite this week was like raw, but without the good match to close out the show. Mm-hmm. No, no, mm-hmm. the respect to to you know, but the Cowbell match was fine. But it wasn't Kofi versus Drew McIntyre. It was no. not nothing good happened. Nothing good happened on Dynamite. Not a single well, good thing. Well, well, I mean, that's that's not that's not true. More, more uh, good we thing. Did, Give me we one good did, thing that happened on Dynamite. Well, I mean, people got Andrade, and I know that made people happy. Uh, no, I know you don't like. I, don't, I know you don't like the presentation of it. So here's the thing, though, with Dynamite is that what Dynamite did, uh, I would have done also. Uh, you're in the Friday slot. You've been shoved out of the Wednesday spot because of the NBA playoffs. You've now put yourself in the 10 spot. Take the week off. Take, take, take the week off. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to wrap up some storylines that you had been really dealing with from the pay-per-view that weren't main angle storylines. So, the, you know, Dustin getting to main event and everything, it's a good way 
to tie up loose ends on television um, and be like, hey, you're not on dark all the time. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get it because, again, it's Friday night and things are, are and people are going back outside again. And we're at the 10 spot. We're not pulling a big number. We're just not. Well, they're not, it, they're it, not tying it, up loose ends, though. We're getting the same same continuation of the same. First of all, we gain back to back promos, which is the same promo, which is, hey, you 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 beat us at double or nothing. But now you have to find a new tag partner to challenge me and my teammate. We got two of those promos back to back. Same promo. Same thing. Uh, There was I don't know what the DMD celebration was. What kind of low rent redneck shit that was. You don't get free burgers, and then somebody yeah. throws a burger. This is Vince McMahon's sophomoric humor that he would deservedly get murdered for. No, that's oh. ridiculous. No, don't do that. Don't do that because that's not true. Because Vince has done way worse. In the wheelhouse. But no, no, because this would just be this is just tacky. But I understand what they're doing because they're not trying to make something. I, I agree. It's I didn't like it at all. But I've been very critical of their whole presentation of Britt Baker's ascension to the title since it really started. And this is just the continuation of that, um, because now they're like it was confusing. They're trying to heal her again because she's a heel. So we're establishing that fact. And then Nyla Rose knocks the burgers out. Now, I actually understand that because within the lineage of wrestling, you'll have things like that where a challenger doesn't do something that's overly dramatic to say that I am the next one. Um, Unfortunately, I think that everyone was so hyped to see Britt Baker win. It overshadowed everything. Like I said last week, it overshadowed the match. It overshadowed uh, Hikaru Shida, who's like the best of them, and Britt is not. Um, but, uh, but Britt got to talk her way into it. And then she cuts a promo and begins to say things that are not true. <laughs> so, and the bad thing, like the, a heel is most effective when they at least say something true. Like there has to be something true in there. It's like, I'm the bet you all watch me and it's this and the thing, and I am the everything and da, 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 da. And I'm like, that's not true at all. Well, it was so, worth She contradicted herself. She said, yeah. I don't care about you, yeah. but also thank you for cheering for me and having my name everywhere. It's a proof but, that I'm the best. It's- yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, but you can act as a heel. You can you can do that. I don't care about you, but thank you. Like you can act, you can totally do that because again, they're wrong for cheering for you. But you guys built it up in such a way that you were that that you were telling the audience to cheer for her. You were only telling the audience to cheer for her. So when they're doing it, then you find yourself in these types of situations. Uh, I think the Andrade signing was a little was very uh, obviously good. Uh, however, from what I am hearing, there could be cultural elements in that, that could make his signing rather difficult. And, uh, since they don't seem to be the type to really lock people into super hardcore long-term contracts, like the WWE does, uh, they may have some wiggle room there and some out there, but culturally, I know like, you know, Lucha Libre, you know, guys over there have to be very protective over what they have. And uh, Andrade has been micromanaged for years. That's just a fact. So you come here to the States, you play ball, you play by their rules and look at where their rules get you. You were violated. You were diminished as a talent. And, and, and if he thought, if he thinks my stock suffered, I don't think he'd be wrong to make that assumption of himself. So when you go, when you leave and then you go back home, you go back to Mexico, you are only going to employ uh, the cultural norms 
that you learned before you came to the States times 10 because of what you've just dealt with. So I, I hope it's a it's a mutually beneficial situation, uh, but everybody has to be willing to play ball. And and I do worry about what will happen there. If this contract ain't exclusive, hopefully he gets to do some things. But I hope everyone is willing to put forth a good product that gets to showcase everyone's talent and, and keyword there being cooperation. One of the things I really, really grew up hating in wrestling, knowing too early on about is reasonable creative control or creative control. Hulk Hogan had it. It was the wor- one of the worst things that's ever happened in pro wrestling history. Like literally it's- It was good for Hulk Hogan. Uh, it, it, was, right. it, was, it was, I mean, it, it, it killed the company. Um, so it's, it's one of the worst things that can ever happen when someone says, I get to dictate how every single thing goes, not just in my matches. That guy was able to book other people's matches. So I know Andrade doesn't have that. I just hope that, I hope he's willing to play ball, man, because, you know, now's your time to shine. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, my only issue is you are maybe the hottest free agent in the world right now. Why is your debut unannounced, not in the match, not on a, on a, at 9 p.m. on a, one of the lowest watch shows, why is it you just come out and cutting a promo when it's not your strong suit? And the promo wasn't bad, but wasn't great. Why is it right after Mark Henry cut a promo? I hate. I, I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand everything, anything about it. This could have and should have been making a splash. This should have been, oh, my God, AW God, Andrade, which is also problematic, but I'll get to it in a second. But at least for, for him, for his perspective, that should have been like, oh, my God, this happened. He's brought me to make a move. This was boring. Quite frankly, and 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 for either a, if you want to go for boring, you announce it ahead of time, right? Make it a big deal, or b, you don't make it boring. You make it a surprise, and you make a splash, make an impact right away. This did neither, so I just I just didn't understand it. And again, for somebody who has a power to dictate how they make their appearance, uh, this was just I think a bad call. On top of like, look at everything he's done since he left the WWE. He booked a match on a, a promotion. I don't know the name of it. I probably will never learn against uh, Alberto Del Rio, which nobody asked for. Uh, he booked a match against Kenny Omega on AAA for the AAA title, which looked incredible and we were all very excited for it, which now diminishes in value because now this was supposed to be a match that can happen nowhere else except for AAA. And now, well, they're both on the same weekly TV show. They're both in the same company. So this match, I know it's, they probably won't happen before this. I hope, you know, for AAA's sake, I hope it won't. But it, it already diminished because now, in theory, this can, this match can happen any week. Now it's not, we're bringing two of the best in the world together. It's, oh, we're bringing two guys from AEW to fight for AAA tough. Sure. Time. And, and no, I, don't, I don't discount that. I do wonder about the, the financial ramifications for that in both those situations because, you know, it's kind of one of those where it's like, all right, well, you got a lot of things logistically to figure out. You are engaged to a woman who lives in the States. Um, how much money are they, is AAA able to give you um, versus, you know, how much money is AEW willing to give you? So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a, there's definitely an element to that. I, I, ho- I hope it works out, but, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's yeah, again, I just, I, he still, I, I still stand by what we said. One of the best in the rings, one of the best technicians, but man, I, it's just not off to a good start. That's all. That's all. That's my only, that's my only point, I think. Um, anything else? Did we miss anything from, uh, from this week? Yes, we have. Okay. So I want to give you guys a quick wrap up here, uh, because we don't get to talk about them a lot because, you know, they're comparatively speaking, um, they're not doing as much as other companies. 
but NWA had their pay-per-view. Um, and and I'm sorry, I did not remember it ahead of time. Otherwise, I would have told you guys last week to keep your eyes peeled for that. So they did have their pay-per-view. Um, Nick Aldis is still the NWA World Heavyweight Champion at a DQ finish against uh, Trevor Murdoch. Uh, but I think the most noteworthy news of that whole deal is Camille is the new NWA Women's World Champion, defeating the best in the world, Serena Deeb. Uh, Serena Deeb is with AEW as well, so I reckon uh, that means that we'll see her uh, on AEW more, which I will be perfectly honest with you, I am stoked about. Uh, like I said, you tell me Serena Deeb is wrestling, and I will show up because uh, she's absolutely amazing. Also, want to give a, a quick shout-out uh, to a professional wrestler with Ring of Honor, uh, former world television champion and tag team champion, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams. Uh, Tracy was actually, uh, he was <laughs> he was hit by a car crossing the street. A uh, guy just blew a red light going about 25, 30 miles per hour and uh, jacked him up pretty bad. Thankfully, you know, he's okay. He's on the road to recovery. He was with, he was walking his dog. His dog's okay as well. But, um, you know, Tracy's a good, again, these are two companies that since they aren't doing as much, comparatively speaking, it's harder to get them into the hour, but that's not to diminish them at all. Please check out their products. But uh, shout out to Hot Sauce. Uh, hopefully he makes a very, very speedy recovery. He's a talented in-ring grappler. Yeah, very much so. Uh, with that in mind, let's uh, hurry on up. Let's uh, get on out of here. But first, let's give our match of the week. Satoya, what is your match of the week? Guys, thank you so much once again for listening. I greatly appreciate you. I know Mike does as well. This week, I'm going to impose myself upon you a little bit more than I normally would because my match of the week is actually three matches, three full matches, and it's from the 1993 King of the Ring tournament. You're going to have Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon in the first round, then Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, then Bret Hart versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Guys, please watch all those matches. Uh, I mean, it's about 45 minutes worth of wrestling. It, 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 it's, I mean, Brett was, whoo, he was, uh, he was, he was full of some piss and vinegar that night with the whole Hogan situation. He really wanted to prove that he was the best in the world. He went out of his way to do that. Fun facts that Mr. Perfect Bret Hart match from King of the Ring, in my opinion, slightly better than their 1991 SummerSlam match. A little bit more polished and uh, a little bit more creative, but honestly, he put on an amazing display uh, everybody was on fire. I mean, like, you know, Razor had gotten really good. Perfect's back was better So as the, than it was in 91. Bam Bam was in his prime. So that it, it's just awesome, awesome stuff. So please, if you could check that out, uh, you'll be doing yourself a favor. Maybe Brett's best day in the office. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's up yeah. there. It's three matches, three different finishes, uh, carries on injuries, sells injuries that he got in the previous, which I hate that people don't do that yeah. much anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, excellent. Uh, the, I think this is, yeah, the excellence of execution shows why he's called that. Yes. Um, and I think it's only fair that since you recommend that match, I would be recommending the 2003 Survivor Series match of Team B <laughs> Team Bishop versus Team Austin. Arguably Shawn Michaels' best work in the office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Shawn Michaels fighting from underneath to help his friends don't call Steve Austin keep his job. Yeah, uh, he is uh, at some point out number three to one. He rallies back, bloodied, stumbling all over the ring. 
And well, I won't let you know how the match ends. You're gonna have to watch it for yourself. It's, but it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, that's. Uh, and again, I, I, you know, I, I'm hard on Sean, but not bell to bell. That was excellent. Yeah, no, this is uh, why. Our, you know, when people say Sean Michaels is the best babyface uh, champion ever, this is why. This is the. It, and I think this, for my money, this is his best work. Um, and yeah, just an incredible match. I, I so cannot recommend it any higher. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Uh, you cannot go wrong. It's an excellent and, choice. That's right. And with that in mind, and with John Cena's Instagram being trashed this week. Uh, yeah, nothing really happened there. We will have to get on out of here, folks. Yeah. Thank you for checking us out once again. We will be back next week. Uh, what do we have? Uh, there's not much happening in wrestling this week. I mean, you never know. You never, you never know. Honestly, we, we, but, hey, bro. We recorded when we recorded last week, we didn't see Monday coming. <laughs> so true. let's so let's let's take a beat. Let's take a pause. You say there's not much happening right now. Hey, I still want these people to keep their jobs. I know you do too. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's hope you know, let's hope between now and then everybody keeps their job. Thank you guys so much for being with us. This has been Give Me the Book. Have a great week.